Welcome to a message of grace. Cheers to 43,000 denominations. How many Christian churches are there? What makes us different? What makes us the same? In this message of grace, Pastor Bruce Gellhorn explores these topics and some of the consequences of these facts. Let's have a listen. Our first reading this day is from the New Testament book of the Acts of the Apostles. The Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, tell us about Christ's birth, what he taught, the miracles he performed, and his death and resurrection. And the book of Acts picks up with his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. Today, you will hear about the spread of the early church. Paul and Silas and Timothy have been followed by a girl who is a fortune teller. And so Paul gets perturbed and removes her ability to tell fortunes from her, and her owners are upset. They have him beaten and imprisoned. Let's hear the rest of the story. A reading from Acts. One day, as we were going to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl with a spirit of divination and brought her owners a great deal of money by fortune telling. While she followed Paul and us, she would cry out, These men are slaves of the Most High God who proclaim you a way of salvation. She kept doing this for many days. But Paul, very much annoyed, turned and said to the spirit, I order you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out in the hour. But when her owners saw that their hope of making money was gone, they seized Paul and dragged them to the marketplace before the authorities. When they had brought them before the magistrates, these men are disturbing our city. They are Jews and are advocating customs that are not lawful for us as Romans to adopt or observe. The crowd joined in attacking them, and the magistrate stripped up and ordered them to be beaten. After they had given them a severe flogging, they threw them in and ordered the jailer to keep them securely. Following these instructions, he put them in the innermost cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was an earthquake, an earthquake so violent that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's chains were unfastened. When the jailer woke up and saw the prison doors wide open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, since he supposed that all the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted in a loud voice, Do not harm yourself, for we are all here. The jailer called for lights, and rushing in, he fell down trembling before Paul and Silas. Then he brought them outside and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They answered, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. They spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. At the same hour of the night he took them and washed their wounds, then he and his entire family were baptized without delay. He brought them up into the house and set food before them, and he and his entire household rejoiced 
that he had become a believer in God. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. Thanks be to God. And let us intone our psalm with our cantor. Rejoice in the Lord, you righteous. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. Let the multitudes of the isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround the Lord. Righteousness and justice are the foundations of God's throne. Fire goes before the Lord, burning up enemies on every side. Lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Our second reading this day is from the last book of the Bible, the book of the Revelation of John. During these seven Sundays of Easter, of the Easter season, we have heard from both Acts as our first reading and John, uh, Revelation of John as our second reading. We'll still hear from Acts next week, but from John and Revelation, this is the last reading that we will have. This book is avoided by many because it's written in picture language, and it's hard to understand. Because the only real way you'll understand what a picture means is if you can talk to the artist. We know that when our children draw us pictures, right? Sometimes they look at a, we look at a picture and we say, oh, that's a nice car. That's not a car, Grandpa, that's a frog, okay. <laughs> So the only way we would really truly know what John was writing is if he was here to explain it. But he describes the struggle between good and evil on the face of the earth that continues on till this day and this age. What we hear today is the last verses of the last book of the Bible, the end, that talks about how we make our robes white in the blood of the Lamb. Let us listen. A reading from Revelation. 
I am coming soon. My reward is with me to repay according to everyone's work. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so they will have the right to the tree of life and may enter the city by the gates. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let everyone who hears say, come, and let everyone who is thirsty come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. The one who testifies to these things says, surely I'm coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord Jesus be with all the saints. Amen. Hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The Holy Gospel according to the 17th chapter of St. John. Glory to you, O Lord. The section that we're about to hear comes from the night in which Jesus was betrayed. It is a portion of what we call Christ's high priestly prayer, the prayer he prayed when he was in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus prayed, I ask not only on behalf of these, but also on behalf of those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one. As you, Father, are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. The glory that you have given me, I have given them, so they may be one as we are one. I in them, you and me, that they may become completely one, so that the world may know that you have sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I desire that those also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory, which you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Righteous Father, the world does not know you, but I know you, and these know that you have sent me. I made your name known to them, and I will make it known, so that the love which you have loved me may be in them and I in them the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Once upon a time, there was a, a lone survivor from a shipwreck on an island in the middle of the ocean. And he resided there for many years before finally one day he was rescued. And they came ashore with the rescue boat, and there he was on the beach, and they had noted that he had built three buildings on this island. And so they asked him, well, what's this first building here? And he said, that's my house, that's where I lived. And so then they went to the next building, what's this building? Oh, that's the church I go to. And then they went to the third building, well, what's this building? Oh, that's the church I used to go to. You know, we laugh because there is something funny about that, but there's a truth in that too because of, you know, churches splitting and all our synods and denominations. Do you know how many denominations there are in the world? Anybody want to take a guess? 
Billions? No, there's, there's thousands. Ronnie, you seem you got a number there. No. <laughs> 43,000 different denominations in the world. You know, some are separate organizations because in Africa there's a lot of separate organizations, but, um, but they're diff- not separate beliefs. If you break it down or narrow it down to different beliefs within Christianity, it real, really boils down to about 40 different sets of beliefs, different groups. A few years ago, our ELCIC, we like to play alphabet soup in the Lutheran Church. Our Evangelical Lutheran Church in Canada, we were dealing with the human sexuality piece about marrying same-gender couples. Our national church at convention decided that they would make it a local church option. Each church could decide on their own. Our sister church in the U.S., the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, went through the same thing two years before we did. And when they went through it, a bunch of churches were so upset that they broke off and formed yet another synod called NELC, North American Lutheran Church. When it happened within our ELCIC, we also had churches that left and joined NELC. And me, I'm thinking, really? Like it's an, a local option. Like you get to decide. But no, they left. There are so many synods and different churches. In the north end on the corner of College and Mackenzie, currently there is one church, St. John's Lutheran, which is the same synod as we are. But up until the early 1980s, there used to be two churches on that corner. Right across the street from them was Emmanuel Lutheran Church. And of course, they were from the former Missouri Synod, and St. John's was from the same synod as we are. Emmanuel got struck by lightning, and burned down, and they relocated out to King Edward and Inkster. So, maybe it took God a lot of years to kind of get that aim straight, but, you know, when you have two churches that have the name Lutheran on the, on the front, cross the street from each other, It kind of ties in with that joke, doesn't it? Well, that's a church I used to go to. It doesn't present a very good image to the world about the Christian church. Norm! What TV show is that from? Cheers. You're familiar with that show, right? Who are some of the characters? Sam, Diane, Woody, yeah. Cliff, that Carla, yeah. There is one clip and uh, one scene in that. And, you know, if, when you want to go home, uh, if, you, if you want to look this up, you can go on YouTube and search for Cheers Lutheran Problem. Okay? The situation is Woody and Kelly have gotten married and they've left to go on their honeymoon. And Woody comes walking back into the bar. And they say, 
uh, what are you doing here? You're supposed to be on your honeymoon. And Woody says, oh, it's just terrible. Kelly and I found out that we're from different religions. And they're all taken aback. And Fraser says, I thought you were both Lutheran. And Woody says, yeah, but Kelly's from the LCA, and I'm from the LCMS. And this was just terrible. The rest of the clip continues on, and if you know the characters, you'll, you'll, you'll understand. But uh, Dr. Crane and Lilith are involved with bringing them back together, and, and Woody joins the LCA, which is what Kelly was from. And they said, why? And he said, oh, it's something Dr. Crane said. And so, she, well, what did Dr. Crane say? That, well, you're always right. And she says, well, mind you, he does have a PhD. And then he goes, yes, dear. And as he, he's leaving, Dr. Crane says, good for you. Yes, dear. <laughs> but that, that Lutheran piece. You know, in our gospel today, I don't know if you picked it up, but in that high priestly prayer, Jesus said three times that they may be one. He was praying for his followers that they may all be one. That they may be one. Not just once, but three times. Now, don't get me wrong. I think it's actually good that we have different denominations. I think it's good because then people can find a church where they feel comfortable with the theology, the teaching, and the practices of that church. It's a good thing. It's a healthy thing. It can be a life-giving thing. Three years ago, our daughter Sarah got married, and her husband Matthew, his uncle is a Ukrainian Orthodox priest. So when they got married, they wanted both traditions. So me being a Lutheran pastor and he being a priest, we sat down together. But it was a wonderful thing. Here you have two young people coming together. Here you have two faith traditions, two families coming together, two faith traditions coming together to weave them together. I know before the wedding, about a year before he and I met, and we talked about things, and he said he'd have to get permission from, from the bishop. And I said, that's fine. He asked me if I needed permission from the bishop. I said, no. Um, different church practices and policies. But at the rehearsal, I said to him, did you get permission from the bishop? And he said, no, what the bishop doesn't know doesn't hurt him. <laughs> I love it. But you know, when it was all those denominations, those 43,000 denominations, when you peel back all the externals and you get down to the crux of the matter, we all believe the same thing, that God created the heavens and the earth. All denominations believe that. That Jesus is our savior, all denominations believe that. And that the Holy Spirit is that part of God that's with us now, in a spirit form. All of us believe those same things. And that is what's primary. I think when we fight and bicker, and when people like Woody go 
And what's terrible, we're different religions, or when churches build the same church right across the street from each other, presents a bad image to the world. We need to play like we're on the same team. No, let me change that. We need to play like we're part of the same family. Because all of us, in those 43,000 denominations, are part of the family of God. Amen. In a peace which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Thank you for listening to A Message of Grace. If you would like more information on our congregation and how we can be of service to you, please visit our website at www.gracelutheran.ca or check us out on Facebook. Peace be with you.